all welcome into the Eric Zane Show Patreon podcast. A daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. From the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Mr. Stadanko is new here. Welcome to you. Hope you enjoy this. Yesterday, I came home after an honest back half of the day's work at uh, our beloved Bosco's Pub. Well, I think I'm really starting to get it, you know? Um, being trying on my goal to be the world's most skilled kitchen assistant on the planet. I had visitors, uh, David and Andrew, father-son team. Andrew is uh, one of the cogs over at Berlin Raceway. Uh, David is dad. David, I know, listens to this nonsense somehow. He might have been the most jovial person on the planet. He just came in and was just giggling and chuckling away the whole damn time. He had an olive burger. Fantastic. That's an award-winning burger, okay? No joke. Saw them. They had a great time. Love the food. All good. I walk in the door, walk in the house, and Diana is laying in bed complaining of intense pain. Now, let me just say, right now, in my opinion, she should be home or in an emergency room. I was... uh, the only power in the home that I had that is of mine that is vetoed is hers. I want you all to know that I was on team hospital. So much so that I was uh, planning on waking up and taking her to the hospital. She... Now, I'd like to say, she's fine, don't worry, but I'm worried, okay? I'm worried. And I don't have a whole lot of information for you. All I can tell you is that when I walked in, it was about 10 o'clock at night, and she's laying there on her back, queen of the forest, in bed. She goes, I can't move. I go, what? I'm having a, I'm in intense pain in my back. I'm like, oh God, you hurt your back. And she goes, well, it's at the top of my glutes. There's pain there on both sides. And she goes, can you rub this out? So she actually wants me to rub her ass. So if you can picture someone's ass, like, you know, that spot, on uh, someone's back, there's a couple of dimples on their lower back. Below that. And uh, so I'm actually like trying to massage this area. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I, I was actually massaging this. And uh, she is in so much discomfort. 
Like, it's difficult for her to roll over in the bed. I go, what happened here? What, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, you haven't done anything, right? And she goes, well, no. And so she was, uh, I have no idea what happened. Unless there was some wild lesbian sex thing when they were in Florida that got a little too aggressive. I don't know. Rob with, did you have a lick while you were there for old time's sake? Hated writing this. What the fuck? Just shut up, okay? Just shut up and listen. Listen to the damn story, you idiot. I go, let me put some of this, uh, you know, like uh, icy hot on it. So I actually yank down her pants and rub on that area some icy hot. She kind of gets a laugh out of that. That's it. And, you know, but she was struggling all night. And then at one point she said, I'm going in Jackie's room. I wake up this morning. Actually, in the middle of the night, she came in there and uh, like 3.30 in the morning and just barely can move. And uh, she came in to tell me that she, I guess she was telling me she still feels terrible that in great pain. So I'm like, Holy shit, you know? Uh, when I wake up today, um, I look at the phone and... It says, miss call Diana. So in my brain, I'm like, all right, uh, whatever happened, um, in her last act before she croaked, she hit the send button and I wasn't there to get the call and I'm going to go in and she's going to be cold and dead. So I go into the room. I go, hey, hey. And so she wakes up. Thank God. She's not cold. But I did think that. That's where my brain goes. Uh, and by the way, I got no sleep. And, and this is only half of the reason why I got no sleep. Doesn't matter, though. I go, um, she's awake. And I go, um, hey, so uh, you're not going to school. And um, we're going to the doctor. And that's it. I did not expect... Her to say, no, I have to go to school. I have to, that, it's too late for me to get a sub. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Who gives a shit about a sub? Then there isn't, then there's no, okay, you're the para pro. You know, you're, you're the hand of the teacher. Let her handle it for the day. Big deal. What's more important? I tried. Ladies and gentlemen, I tried. Great question. Stevie says, so since when does the Parapro need a sub? Yes, they are the sub. You don't get a sub for the sub. 
She can barely move. Don't know what's going on. I had to uh, help her get her clothes on. She's so screwed up. Fancy word for teacher's assistant, Kenny. That's what that is. She's gone. I don't know what the fuck. Um, that was only half of my problem, though. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you some show and tell. You're like, what is this, Eric Zane? Is this a Frisbee of some type? It's a plastic uh, dish. Looks to be about, oh, 15 inches across, round, of course. It uh, comes with a a lid, a a clear, so, so a black, plastic serving tray with a clear plastic lid and it, it goes together and uh you know inside of this is uh some type of confectionery delight this one is a um 12 inch decorated chocolate chip cookie Net weight, one pound, eight ounces. Now, this is one that is not in use right now. It's empty. Um, But before O'Neal knocked it off of the counter, it, it had a giant chocolate chip cookie in it. It's gone now. Come walking in from Bosco's and I noticed this fucking thing in the uh, middle of the living room. I go, what the fuck? What is the cookie? He ate, he ate the fucking cookie. Now I think, okay. So then I'm like concerned. It's chocolate. Dogs cannot eat chocolate. Uh, because of two things. Uh, one chemical that I cannot pronounce that's in chocolate that they cannot metabolize and will kill them. And caffeine. Uh, that one-two combo, your dog's dead. I do know a little bit about this because he ate a bag of Halloween candy once. And we had to take him into the dock and get him to puke. Hey, buddy. You Okay. He's fine. Um, I did the math. Okay, that's what you do when your dogs eat chocolate. You start to do the math. You got to figure out how much chocolate they ate. Because they can eat a certain amount. And then if it's under a certain amount, based on their weight, then you're okay. All right? Now, we ate about a third of the cookie. Uh. So there was about 24 ounces of cookie left. Wait a minute. No. There was about 16 ounces of cookie left. 
because the whole thing was 24 ounces. It was cookie dough. This is what's in it. Cookie dough, chocolate chips, and frosting. Cookie dough and the frosting I don't care about. Only thing I worry about is the chocolate chips. So I got 16 ounces of, of product remaining. If we got a, a more than four ounces of those 16 ounces of chocolate chips, that's a problem. So I'm like, well, probably not. I doubt that of the remaining pound of cookie, a quarter of the fucking uh, weight is chocolate chips. Because this cookie sucked dick. It was horrible. It was like uncooked. It tasted like, and there wasn't a lot of chips in the damn thing. But that my mind is playing tricks on me. So I was like freaking out that I'm going to wake up and O'Neill is, is gone to the rainbow bridge over this. So then I'm looking up how it, where it's like a, a delayed fuse. It takes eight to 12 hours for it to fuck him up. So right now we're in the eight to 12 hour range. Like, like in fact, right at this hour is the 12 hour range. He's laying there sound asleep. He hasn't puked. He hasn't had any symptoms. Uh, I'm hoping maybe Daisy had some of it. Way ahead of you, Amy. She says you can go online and find a dog chocolate meter. You type in the weight and the amount of chocolate eaten and it tells you, yeah, I did that. And that number is four ounces. So I put in O'Neill's weight and then the amount of chocolate, the type of chocolate, semi-sweet morsels. And then hit calculate. And then uh, a green check mark. And then I went to two ounces. Green check mark. Three check mark. Or uh, three ounces. Green check mark. Four. Take dog to dog hospital. Oh, man. So then um, Diana is laying there. <sighs> She's in pain. And uh, I go, hey. This is terrible. I'm not sleeping tonight. There's no way. Between you and him. Uh, I don't know what to do. But, I mean, she can at least tell me. O'Neal can't tell me. So, I have to. And, and I'm just very concerned. So, I went downstairs and brought him upstairs and put him in the bed. He was fine. It, nothing happened. But, man, fuck. I tell you what. That anxiety. I had an unbelievable anxiety attack. I almost had to take my emergency pill. I did not, though. I probably should have. Scared the shit out of me, man. Oh, my God. What a night. I think he's good to go. Kenny says, Nurse Eric, he takes care of everyone but himself. That is not true. I take care of myself all the time. Come on now. Well, anyway, I think uh, the dog's going to be okay, but I'm very concerned about the queen of the forest. I don't know what that could be. It was so sudden. Rob says emergency pill. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, a quick dad. I talked about last week when you have an anxiety attack, you take mother's little helper and then, whoa, man, you're good to go. All right. Holy cow. This show happens uh, each and every day on Twitch. 
You can get part of the show as you are right now on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, but I'm going to send you on your way. I want you to sign up on Twitch. Uh, it's free, of course, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Go there on your laptop, desktop, or download the Twitch app and then search Eric Zane Live and follow the page. You'll get a notification when I go live and then boom, you hit it. You're, you're off and running. You don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. That's only if you want the show live as it happens, 8 a.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Uh, afterwards on Twitch, if, um, if you can only get part of the show, you can watch the video on demand, which I guess the last couple of shows didn't show up because something was toggled off. My apologies. So that's what's up on Twitch. You can also um, download the audio podcast on whatever platform that you like. Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. I'm on them all. Just subscribe. And if you can, rate and review the show. Some of the platforms don't allow you to do that. Some do. So I appreciate that. As always, you can reach out quickly on email. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. That is the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. Thank you so much to them. And thank you to you. So if you're just checking out this show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, it's time to send you on your way. But uh, go to Twitch and enjoy the rest of the show with me. Uh, Twitch, pardon me, Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. They are awesome. More on them in a second. Uh, YouTube. Eric Zane Show on YouTube and uh, Twitter at Eric Zane Show brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Uh, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to Irvine. This is why they make me so happy. Uh, my son-in-law took his car there. Got uh, some repairs made. Picked up the car. As he's driving at home, something goes wrong. Vehicle won't run. What? Oh, my God. So, um, I reach out to Megan. I dad it out. Oh, my God. She goes, hey, just, you're fine. You take the car back to Irvine's. Actually, a tow truck brought it back. Um, I heard from Justin yesterday. And, man, did they make it right. He says, Irvine's is nice. They fixed my car and they gave me a $200 credit. Plus, I don't have to pay for my tow because they are reimbursing me. And they didn't charge me for my issues they fixed today. Good people. Diana says, yes, they are. And they do good work. I said, I'm happy for you. This is not a surprise, I wrote. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Um. This is bad news for Jacqueline, though. Okay, Justin is smart. He wants to drive this car until the wheels fall off. And it's a fine running car. It just needed some upkeep. No big deal. Uh, but uh, Jackie's like, well, I want a Ford Bronco. A brand new Ford Bronco. And so uh, I'm like, well, that's stupid. Why? I go, because this car runs fine. Yeah, but I want it. And I'm like, okay, Veruca. 
I go, that car will run for years. Let's just say three years. 500 bucks a month for a new car. That's $18,000. Yeah, but we're sinking money into this car. I go, well, you sink some money into this car. If you have to drop a thousand bucks every couple of years, whatever, no big deal. $18,000, dumbass. The hell is wrong with you? Fuck. If I had my way, we would drive all shit. We would drive 20-year-old cars, everybody. Nobody listens to me. I don't even like that car either, though. The Ford Bronco, the new one. Come on. Whatever. Okay. Sign up on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If you want more podcasting each and every day of the week. Today, I got an edition of Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia. Steve is going to take on uh, Dale and Trivia for a cash prize. And then, of course, we have the Patreon bonus podcast. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Eric Zane. We got the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast this week on Thursday. Uh, We got Who Are These Zanes? A new episode will drop on Saturday. And, uh, of course, you got the Lost Zane recordings, which I did not post yesterday. Did I post that yesterday? I don't know. I got to check. And uh, the Insane Asylum. And what else do I put up there? I think that's it. Anyway. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Gotta love my friends over at Blue Frost IT. The managed IT service provider for this show. So if your uh, business, your small or medium-sized business doesn't have tech support, what's going to happen if something goes south? You need to have someone at your beck and call. That's what they do at Blue Frost IT. Thank you to them. Reach out 616 285 50. It's like having your own tech department. They'll just remote in, fix what's up. If they can't, boots on the ground, they'll be at your place to take care of business. They also do project work. If you want to retrofit the office or you're moving to a new workplace, you need uh, uh, wall drops and things like that, lines installed. Maybe you need new tech. Sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation with Blue Frost IT. You describe what's up with your business, what uh, your needs are technically. To make your business run, they help you price out all of the tech that you need and help you get it set up. Full service, everything you need, Blue Frost IT, 616-200-8550. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. 
And of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy video lock is the top of the heap. Okay, you can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Bringing you the open and live stream. All right. We are moving on. I have no interest right now in baseball. Unless if there's a story that's um, somehow piquing my interest. Competitively, I'm, I'm not really interested in anything. I don't care about... Uh, what, uh, what team picked up what great player in the off season? I don't care about, I mean, unless there's something ridiculous happening, I'm just not interested. My team stinks, the Tigers. And, uh, when it comes to them, um, they've been horrible for quite some time. So I'm just not interested. And don't give me any of this, uh, Hey, you're a fair weather fan bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I am. And you're a glutton for punishment. Who wants to sit around and watch a shithead team play like shit? And if the team wins the World Series, okay, let's just say they go crazy this year and kick everybody's ass and win the World Series. Congratulations. You're the one, then, who uh, uh, stuck through them through thick and thin. Great. So what? It's not my fault you're a fucking loser who's got nothing going on in your life. Uh, So you have to follow the stupid baseball team that sucks shit. How much of a loser do you have to be to follow an awful team? The right thing to do is to don't pay attention. Maybe when you don't spend your money, they'll decide to actually uh, field a team that's decent and uh, do something productive. Instead of rooting for a bunch of shitheads. Now, if they get to the point where they can earn your time, that's a different story. I say Fairweather fans are the best fans. You know your team's made it when the Fairweather fans are coming around. We need more Fairweather fans. Why does this all come up? Well, right now, as we speak, um, there's something, I guess, going on called the World Baseball Classic or WBC. So each country fields a team that's competing of just players from their country. So like 
particularly in the major leagues, like the Dominican Republic, they have a lot of major league players um, on their team, including major league stars Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, and Rafael Devers. Or Devers. Uh, the Dominican Republic is playing Nicaragua. Well, Nicaragua ended up losing the game. But I like this story. Because some dude that no one's heard of until last night takes the mound. I don't know if it was last night or the night before. Uh, Duque Hebert. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. He's like 20, he's like 20, 21. I mean, he might, he might be lying about his age. You know, a lot of times these players from south of the border, they lie about their age. So this kid's probably only like six or seven years old. He takes the mound. It's in the ninth inning. And he's going to face these three... Um, veteran players from the major leagues who already are making millions of dollars. Now this dude right here, Duque Hebert, he doesn't pitch in the major leagues in Nicaragua. He's probably like brushing a mule or working in a field or, or some shit. I don't know, but he's not earning millions of dollars. He gets on the mound and strikes out the side. He strikes out Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, and Rafael Devers. Let's check this out. Okay, Bert, the new pitcher, Bert pitched in the professional league in Nicaragua. 0-2. He got it. He strikes out Juan Soto with the changeup. Now look at this kid. He looks he looks like a like a child. We call Nicaragua el cambio. The changeup. Look at Soto stare right at him like, oh man, okay. So he made that guy look like a fucking dick there. Did you see that? And then this guy Soto, he's smiling back at that pitcher, like, ah shit. Well, you still you, you got to go pick coffee. I'm going to go back to my hookers and blow. They don't know you have that. Uh-huh. Teenager. Who- All right, so the, here's the next dude. Isn't that crazy? Getting his first experience in anything like this, Rodriguez is already in the highest level. And he makes that guy look like a bitch, too. Oh, back-to-back strikes out as a star. He strikes out Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez. Look at how young this guy is. I'm, I'm waiting for him to look at the camera and say, what you talking about, Willis? Rodriguez, who is this kid? Cheat up in the box a little bit. And he struck it. And then he struck the next guy out. What an inning for the 21-year-old. In a lot of ways, that's what the World Baseball Classic's all about. He strikes out Soto, Rodriguez, and Rafi Devers. Uh, here's, the, here's the coach, uh, you know, congratulating him, saying, yep, yeah, this is it for you. We'll see you see next year. Enjoy your uh, life of uh, picking coffee and uh, 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 herding the mules. We had a lot of cool stuff today. See you around. This might be the best thing we've seen all day. Oh, yeah. A moment he'll never forget. Uh, truly, truly. And the love and appreciation from everybody on that Nicaraguan side. But that's not all. 
It is not the story is not done. Okay? Because very soon this man, Duque Aber, Hebert, I don't know, is going to be like 15 miles away from me here in West Michigan because um, one of the Detroit Tigers scouts walked up to that dude after the game and said, hey, I got a contract for you. Sign it. You're playing baseball for the Detroit Tigers. And he he did. He signed the fucking thing. So he's coming up north. How sweet is that? What I mean, like right there. Like he's still in the uniform. He like put the contract on the coach's back and signed it. I would have had an agent read it first, but whatever. Congrats to Duque Ebert. We will see him in West Michigan. I'm not for sure if we'll see him this year, actually. Um, the West Michigan team is like high A. So I, they, they might bring him in in low A or something. Like, I don't know. But eventually, we might see him here in Grand Rapids. That is so cool. I love that story. Um, Ryan says, wow, I got a mature audience warning from Twitch. Ha ha. Yeah, uh, I did that. I did that. Um, what had happened was Twitch made me go in re- and review some settings. And um, I noticed that I had never toggled the content warning. So I did. Uh, I, it makes it makes sense. I mean, I don't want to uh, I don't want I don't want to uh, have a uh, I don't want to not have a mature content warning. And then like some Catholic nun watches and here's me tell someone to fuck off. And then she files a complaint with Twitch. So, yes. More baseball. This is incredible. There's some dude in uh, Japan named Roki Sasaki. He's another dude, super young and great. And this is also in that World Baseball Classic. Now, this guy is the shit. In fact, last year, he uh, it says he nearly threw two consecutive perfect games. He pitched one, and then he started the next game a few days later and nearly pitched a second perfect game. If you don't know, that just set him up and knock him down. You face the minimum number of batters. Nobody got a a walk. Nobody hit by pitch. Nobody got a base hit. It's like a no-hitter on steroids. You just, they come to the plate, you get them out. You face the minimum number of batters possible. If they were the home team, he would face um, 24. If he's a visiting team, he'd face 27. I think I'm getting that right. 
Some of you baseball dickheads probably know more than I do. That's how great this dude. He's 21 years old playing in professional baseball. Now it's Japan professional baseball. It's not as great as the U.S., uh, but it's still very, very good. The Nippon Baseball whatever league. So the other day at this World Baseball Classic, that dude's pitching, and he's pitching against the Czech Republic. And he hit some dude in the knee with a 101 mile an hour fastball. And this guy's like, ah, oh, fucking hey, Jesus. Uh, and Japan, you know, um, they're all about honor and integrity and sportsmanship. You know, you don't get too much Japanese players that are talking shit. They're always very, they're not like the dickhead uh, American players and the South American players. They're very respectful. So this dude hits the fucker in the knee, but then they're walking off the field after the inning. And look at what Sasaki does to the dude that he hit with the fastball. Look at that. You can hear the announcer. He's saying something in Japanese. I don't know what the fuck it is. He takes off. He tips his hat to him. Look at. See? He politely bows and tips his hat. Now, he's taking for granted that this dude that he hit in the knee knows what that means. He might think that that means fuck you in Japanese or something. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm Japanese, I wouldn't have a yellow baseball glove. That's a bad look. That's racist. Uh, right now, this Japanese announcer, I just translated. He's saying, oh, and Sasaki taking off his hat and bowing so that that dude doesn't beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, right there. He said, oh, yes. Ah, yes. He's bowing to keep himself from getting the shit kicked out of him. He's very, very lucky. Very, very lucky. And now his teammates are congratulating him for not getting the shit kicked out of him. Okay. There was a player. You think I'm lying. They're, they're not very uh, aggressive out of... Uh, out of Japan, there was a player used to play for the Tigers named Rod Allen. Um, yeah, this is it. I think I've even played this on the show before. Rod Allen. This is him up to bat. He used to play for the Tigers. Playing in the Japan League. He got hit with a pitch. And then he went to go beat the fuck out of this Japanese player. And the Japanese guy is like, holy fuck, there's a black guy chasing me. And he ran away, like hilariously. And Rod Allen had to chase him all around the field. Look at it. Old video, grainy. Look at it. 
You can't see shit. Hang on here. Let's start over. Really struggling. just got pooped he ran after him he couldn't catch him and uh ran for his life scared to death that still image of the guy's face right there oh my god look at that that is pure terror on that guy's face he's like holy fuck i am getting out of here jesus I'm getting all sorts of shit from people. That hurts so bad when I do that. Oh my God. So let me get this straight. Hang on. I might as well just blow my nose in the microphone. Are you telling me that all of this, you haven't seen any of this? This is so terrible. I'm such a dick. Yeah, it's real frustrating. I'm going to go take a break. Palate cleanser. I got to share this video with you. I'm, I'm going to do it right this time. I swear to God. It's going to take me a second. I just saw it. And you have to see it. Okay. So give me a second. I want to make sure I get this right. After the uh, abortion that I just caused. I feel it's only right. Uh, I will include those links to the stories that I talked about that some of you do not see because I suck in the show notes and you must you must follow along it's kind of like something to watch while you're listening to the show the audio podcast that's why i do these things okay okay uh thank you to allison for sending this along audio check video check it's a tiktok video of uh some lady's walking out of a, out of a uh, Walmart. And, uh, uh-oh. oh, Jesus, don't even tell me this is fucked up. Okay, here we go. Okay. This chick, there's a lady here. You see the lady with a brown bag? And then next to the guy in the Walmart smock, okay, she is, um, she's stealing, trying to steal multiple TVs. The cart tips over. She grabs one of the TVs and runs to an awaiting car. And the lady shooting the video is laughing hysterically because shit's going down. 
Okay, now the chick. Wait. Chick runs to the getaway car. You're moving too slow. Screaming at the fat chick, saying, "You're moving too slow." Jumping at my. I want to live in a black neighborhood just so I can see this. The chick who stole it fell out of the car. She falls out of the car. Her shoe is laid in the parking lot. Oh my god. This lady who posted it says, I'm leaving out of Walmart calling it ghetto in this happens i stand correct <laughs> oh my god that is hilarious that is so funny big fan of that video that's how it is nowadays you steal something in a store and they're not going to they're not going to try to get it from you you know back when we would um uh, steal stuff when we were kids and you know they follow you out of the store and then grab you you know that's uh that's the way it was back then nowadays it's like oh no no please take it just take it we're not even going to call the police we encourage people to come on in and don't even pay for it just come in take what you want and leave it's all good all right. Thank you to my friends at Sarah Honda Granville for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. S-E-R-R-A, HondaGranville.com. An amazing group of people over there. I want you to go and test drive a new Honda. All right. Once you test drive it, you're then like, hey, now I really want that car, that Civic, that Accord, that Pilot, whatever it is. Um, then you sit down and you figure out what you want on it, you know? check whatever boxes you want to make that car yours and it's actually custom built okay they're gonna build it for you and then in two weeks it's gonna show up at the lot it's yours that's the way that's the way the world works when it comes to buying cars these days now they do have an unbelievable collection of certified pre-owned cars on the lot the biggest in the state so whether you're in the market for a new car or if you're in the market for a certified pre-owned, which to me, that's the way to go because you buy one of those things. They're like new. They're under warranty and they run forever, you know? And then, uh, you know, if you want, you can finance those, but if you can pay for it all, by, by all means, pay for the car when you can. That's why I encourage Jack. I go, no, just keep the car you have or, or buy one outright. But, if you are in the market for a new car, Sarah Honda Granville is the way to go because these Hondas run forever. Trust me. S-E-R-R-A. SarahHondaGranville.com. Tag Accounting. The Tax Hobbit. The one and only The Gins. Troy Ginzer from Tag Accounting. 616-301-9516. Uh, have Troy do your taxes for you. Okay, this is kind of a pain in the ass this time of year for me, gathering up all my shit, 
If I had to do this on my own, I'd be screwed. Okay. It's well worth your time. You value your time. Um, get all of your documents to Troy Ginzer. Start. The first thing you need to do is reach out 616-301-9516 for tag accounting. Thank you so much. Uh, it's going to cost you about a hundred bucks, maybe a little bit north of on your return, but you won't be let down, man. Um, all the things that you could forget if you do it on your own or have someone do it for you, if you do the stupid TurboTax thing, it's uh, monumental. It's very, very important. Don't do your own taxes. Have a certified public accountant, Troy Ginzer, do them for you, no matter where you are in the U.S. 616-301-9516. Okay. Some of you might be like, oh, no. I, why are we talking about the Lions? I do want to talk about the Lions. There's a lot of interesting things going on. Stand by. Still having a terrible time if I talk. By the way, uh, fill out your men's bracket for the basketball thing. The tournament challenge. I'm going to include the link again in the show notes, and I'll give it to you right now. There you go. If you... Fill out a perfect bracket. I've now upped the prize. The top prize, if you fill out a perfect bracket where you get zero wrong, you will win now $100 million. I am I am giving away $100 million. If you have a perfect bracket, I'm giving you that money. Fill it out. Good luck. Um, this dude for the Lions, they just signed a uh, defensive player from Pittsburgh who's really good, actually, from what I'm understanding. I mean, I don't really know shit about this. I don't pretend to. Um, this is one of the guys who will intercept the ball, the cornerback. His name's Cam Sutton. They signed this guy to a three-year, $33 million deal. Oh, my God. And then the, the Lions guarantee $22.5 million of it. Now, I don't even know what that means. They guarantee it. Does that mean if you play like shit? Okay, let's say... If you show up and on day one, um, you rape a couple Girl Scouts and then they cut you, do they give you $22.5 million? Is that what that means? Anyway, I don't think he's going to rape anybody. I'm sure he's a nice man. Look at this picture of him. Here he is, hand over his head. He's excited. This is uh, the most recent season. But what stood out to me is that this guy is going to be a fan favorite with the ladies. 
Because when you click on the pick, okay, here he is again. Oh, my God. Look at this dick. This dude's crank. That is a massive pecker. Can I zoom in anymore? Uh, I don't think I can. I want to zoom in as much as possible. I zoomed in 500%. But you can actually see his balls and then the shaft coming off of the balls and then this ridge, his dickhead. You can see it all. My God. So when you play football, you don't play with a cup or anything? Of all the games where you would have to have some type of protection. And look at all these people are talking about his athletic ability and his playing football and good move, bad move. But the only thing worth talking about is this penis. His penis is showing through his pants. I don't even know if that's a big penis or a small penis. I would assume it's big because he's black. Don't cut a big black dick because I know you want to But I can't say for sure. That might just be a myth. So there you go, ladies. What do you think of that? I'm getting a lot of people telling me to play. Don't cut a big black dick because I know you want to I was thinking it too. We were all thinking the same thing. Uh, The Lions also sign a bunch of other players. I know this is boring to some of you because you don't care. But we signed this dude here. You see see this guy? He's uh, like a big, gnarly defensive lineman. His name's Isaiah Bugs. Now, look at that face. You might find it hard to believe, but he's 26 years old. He looks like he's 60 fucking four. What an enormously huge, giant human being that is. You know, he's one of those guys who's probably super nice, too. Just a sweetheart. You get him on the football field and he wants to murder you. So that is sweet. Very happy about that. They also sign a couple other dudes. Some guy with giant hair named Alex Anzalone, who used to be like the shittiest player on the team. And somehow this last year, he remembered that he can play football. And they signed that guy, even though he's always been a a shitty player, except for this year, this most recent year. I don't know how it fucking happened. They coached him up, I guess. And some backup running back named Craig Reynolds, who I actually, he's actually pretty good. But again, this is all, this is all shit. That if you're a Fairweather fan, when the team does well, you pay attention to this stuff. So this, these are the fans you want if you're a franchise. You know that someone's going to spend some money on your shit when the team's playing well enough that the Fairweather fans care. <coughs> Excuse me. I care that they signed these guys. Um, I've purchased two Lions hoodies and two Lions winter hats. Uh, in the last year that I would not have done that in the past. 
The only reason why I'm doing it now is because I'm a fair weather fan. When they're shitty, you you attack them. You talk about how fucked up they are. This is the one team that's not fucked up. The Pistons are horrible. Uh, like the la- either the worst or second worst team in the whole league. They're just shit. The Red Wings were playing good for a little while, and then they they're now shit. Even though they beat Boston the other night, they split with Boston, which is a miracle. Uh, the Tigers. I don't give a fuck about the Tigers, except they just signed this kid that we talked about who uh, struck out the uh, big league players in the World Baseball Classic. That's the only thing I care about. And then the Lions are the only team. I mean, what a turnaround this year to go eight and two to finish the year. I was so happy with that. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, this is my swear to God, my final sports story for you today. But this is brutal. Have you ever been in gym class and then um, someone, like even when you're playing dodgeball and you get hit in the face with that uh, big red ball, you know, that's kind of like squishy, that, that'll that scramble your eggs. Uh, getting hit in the face with a basketball, though, from an errant pass or something like that, that's an entirely different uh a can of worms you're opening up. I mean, that's your, you have dementia instantly when that happens. There's, it's like getting hit with a rock, uh, a full and fully inflated basketball. I mean, that is your face is going to take a lot of impact. I guess Steph Curry, you see Steph's shot hits fan and face. Curry, during the pregame warm-up, he likes to throw the ball the length of the court to see if he can make it. Audio check, video check. Okay. Now, you can't really see Steph here, but he's in this tunnel. Like, this tunnel is goes to the locker room. And all these fucking fans are here. They're like, yeah, go get him, Steph. And he's going to, first of all, uh, he's going to get it, throw it the length of the court. Not easy to do. So you're going to see the ball take off from somewhere in here. He's kind of obscured when he throws it. And then the ball's going to go flying. And it takes forever to get there. It's traveling at 900 miles an hour. And watch what happens. There, he's got the ball. They just see they just threw him the ball. Okay, so he's got it. He's behind this clock here that says Tissot. There he goes. Okay, the ball is in the air. Oh, fuck that guy up. Immediately, everybody's wincing. This guy turns around. This guy's like, oh, no. Right at this second, everything is great. Everybody's happy. Oh, no. Oh. How's this guy not dead? 
Is it looks like a kid. Oh. Oh. He doesn't know where he's at. Jesus. Steph does a uh, Matthew Stafford. He doesn't come over. I mean, he's got to see this happen, right? Oh, no. Yeah, Curry has to come over there and see if the guy's okay. Oh, everybody sit. Look at this guy, James Cameron. He's all bummed out. This guy's turned around. This chick's helping out. This poor guy. This guy's shook. Oh, no. Yeah. In my opinion, Steph needs to come over there. God. And then, yeah, and then there's uh, the one guy's laughing. Yeah, you just got hit in the head with a rock. <laughs> Rob says, went from perfect SAT score to instant memard. Aram says, how is everyone not checking on him? He must be the ball boy. I don't know if he was. I think he was just a fan. Maureen, how is his nose not gushing blood? Chris says that kid is about to get some new Steph Curry gear. What is this going on? I'm getting a phone call from Trump. Hang on, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Eric Zancho. Hello. Please hold for the President of the United States. Big Fred Zane. But this is the President of the United States. How are you? I'm 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 fine, sir. Thank you for. Uh, I'm I'm shocked that this is the second time you've called me. I'm always really. Ter- uh, 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 what, Jesus, what's going on? Well, I need to I need to do a publicity tour. My new book, Letters to Trump, it's almost ready to hit the stores. Wait until you see what President Nixon, Princess Diana, and Michael Jackson wrote me. I want to tell your stupid beauty audience that they can pre-order this copy today at 45books.com. It's going to be maybe the best book maybe ever written. We don't know. But I'm thinking the people that are reading it, uh, you know, to do the early reviews are saying such wonderful things about it. I, wait a minute. I didn't know you had a book out, uh, first of all. Well, of course, and- you know, of course. Why, you have been very busy, very busy down here in Malaga. We've got this wonderful book. It's going to be wonderful letters that people have written to me. It's going to be maybe the best book ever, now, maybe even the best seller. We more, don't know. Yeah, probably more than the Bible, Mr. President. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, the Bible is is so old, and this book is so good because these are things that people wrote to me, and they are going to be shared. You gotta, you gotta see what President Nixon wrote about me. It's it's so great. And by the way, you know, Mike Pence, Mike Pence had had he sent those votes back to the legislatures, they would have had no problem with January sixth. So in many ways. 
I think you can blame Mike Pence for January 6th. Well, Pence blames you. He says that uh, uh, this this is going to come back to haunt you or some shit like that. Mike Pence is an Ohio dirt trash troll. Ohio. We all know it. He's not that great. I thought he was not from that in- great. He's- Isn't he from Indiana? He is, but it's so close to Ohio, you know, and it's, it's just. It's, he spends a lot of time there, and it's not great. It's done horrible things to him. You think about what that's done to his brain on January 6th had he not spent that time in Ohio. I don't know. It's so obvious, though. You know, I did some uh, speeches in Iowa this weekend, right. and we had this wonderful time talking about disactimonious and these things. You know, nobody showed up to his speeches, but... So many people that they're, they're coming to my speeches because they they're so ready to have Trump back in the White House, you know? Yeah, um, I I don't I I think well, I'm hearing that there is uh, plenty of people that are following you, Mr. President. But I think it's uh, if uh, DeSantis does, in fact, say he's running, then you might have some trouble. I don't think there's going to be any trouble, Big Fraud Zane. These four radical left investigations which are going on against your favorite all-time president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt maybe in the history of our country. No different, when you think about it, maybe no different than Russia. Russia, Russia. You know, the big hoax there. You know, this Ukraine stuff we've got... We've got Biden over there. He's colluding with them, you know. We don't know what he's agreeing to. This this whole thing could have been done so quickly, so quickly if I was in the White House. Mr. President, the book, back to the book, are they actual, uh, are, are we getting uh, uh, actual images of the letters or are, are you just printing words? Well, you know, there's so... It's so. Are you are you trying to suggest that I would print material that was President Nixon wrote me right. these wonderful letters, wonderful as Princess Diana, you know, wrote these letters. Michael Jackson, everyone loves Michael Jackson, you know, thriller, thriller. He was such a thriller. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think a lot of people have a little bit of a different view about Jackson. Some people think he was a a pedophile. Well, go to go, why don't you show 45books.com on your little show you'll see pictures of these wonderful pictures of these 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 letters that they were sent to me. They're wonderful. And even, you know, I've got these wonderful pictures of these people with me when I was in the Oval Office and things like that. Everyone's saying this book might be the best book ever, ever, ever made. Ever. It's from Winning Team Publishing. It's okay. so wonderful. Well, everything you do, Mr. President, turns to gold. We all know that. I mean, it seems like everything that happens is the greatest. You know, you have the greatest uh, home, the greatest resort, the greatest wife. Well, of course, uh, of course. And Senator Senator Rand Paul wrote, congratulations to President Donald Trump on his best-selling new book. The book isn't even out yet. And he's uh, see, they're already saying that it's going to be the best-selling maybe book ever. Well, we don't know. Uh, are they going to display it in the comedy section or maybe like in the fiction section? It's going to be in the best-selling section. Come on, Big Fraud Zane. You, you know, the, you're part of the unselect committee hoax, maybe. You know, the thing is, they're going after me on all these things, and they can't They can't even get it. Not even Stormy Horseface Daniels with that wonderful extortion plot. It's all sick and such fake news. Wait, you know? Yeah, but the didn't you have sex with her? You- it's, it's, I thought then I guess no, you had big fraud. Big fraud. The thing is, the Mueller report. They couldn't even. They couldn't even get me on that. All right, Mr. President. As always, uh, it's a pleasure.
uh, I guess, for you to uh, for you to call the show. Uh, check out that video. Yeah, of course, 45books.com. Right. You can get the maybe best-selling book of all time. I got I to gotta hand it to your audience. I think they're going to buy the great patriots on your show. They're going to buy this book in droves. You got to go to 45books.com from Winning Team right. Publishing. All right. Thank you, Big Fraud. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, Mr. President. It was kind of like he just uh, he wanted a little bit more publicity to my little neck of the woods here on Twitch. All right. If you say so. I had no idea it was publishing a book. No, I'm not going to go to it. Go to it on your own. The Mower Report? I think he means the Mueller Report? Isn't am I? I don't remember. So dumb. All right. <clears throat> anyway, uh, back to Steph Curry. Yeah, he needs to check on that guy. You remember when Matt Stafford did that deal after they won the Super Bowl? And that uh, photographer was on that stage? And she, uh, you know, it's it's up like eight feet in the air, 10 feet in the air. And she accidentally stepped off of it. And Stafford acted like he didn't see it. That was horrible. All right. Thank you to A and E, heating and cooling. My God, Joe Martinez, the absolute best. 616-516-8579. 616-516-8579. If anything goes wrong with your setup, either some preventative maintenance, maybe an after-hour service call, or um, getting the thing tuned up, which you should do once a year, AC and furnace, uh, reach out to Joe Martinez to schedule 616-516-8579. Maybe you need some more extensive work, a new air conditioner, a new furnace. Joe Martinez is who you call 616-516-8579 from A and E heating and cooling. Stand by. Oh my God. I'm going to be so happy when I can put this illness behind me. It only flares up when I talk which is most hours of the day. Uh, Thank you to M37 Hackers Golf Simulation Business in Middleville, Michigan on M37. Okay, so much fun. If you are into golf and you want to golf on the finest courses on the planet, you can get it in Middleville, Michigan. The golf simulators there are so intensely amazing It's like you're actually playing those courses, except you don't have to walk the course. You don't have to fish your ball out of the fucking water. You can bring your own beers. That's true. They don't don't serve alcohol there, but uh, people bring coolers. You can do that at M37 Hackers. You are not able to do that at X-Golf, okay? And you're going to pay so much more at X-Golf. X golf is 60 bucks an hour. M37 hackers is 40 bucks an hour. Okay. Get a group, rent a couple of bays or uh, whatever, uh, rent a simulator for a couple of hours and off you go. Call them at 269-205-2095. All right. 
Um, I guess some guy had a zebra and the zebra, uh, is not behaving well. Now, zebras don't strike me as, uh, the type of animals that can, uh, really hurt you unless if maybe they kick you or something. I mean, here you see an image of the zebra in question. It looks like some guy's chasing it with a stick. And then this cop has his shotgun and he's, ch- he's chasing the zebra. What the hell is going on here? Zebra bites Ohio man's arm. He bit it off. There you go. Ah, oh, that's the, yeah, I don't give a shit about the dude. I don't, I just feel bad for the zebra. I didn't, they don't strike me as the type of animal that would be, would have that type of, uh, ability to do such a thing. You know? Yeah. It says here, the victim had his arm bitten off by the zebra. I can, Oh God, I cannot imagine how much I would have hurt. Jesus. It's not like those are like the type of teeth, like on a, like a bobcat or a cougar or something like that. I guess I failed on the audio of that one too. Well, you don't need to know. I'm, I'm really struggling today. It's one of those days. <laughs> fuck. Well, anyway, fuck it. Cops uh, shot the stupid zebra. Guy doesn't have an arm now. They said they were able to put the arm back on. And then they, uh, body camera shows Ohio deputies kill zebra after man's arm bit. No, I don't want to see that. A wildlife expert at the Columbus Zoo uh, shared some insight on the behavior of the zebra. They're definitely wild animals and still have, like, kind of all those wild instincts and behaviors. Male zebras are territorial. Zebra was aggressive due to being protective of about five or six female zebras that were in the field. Deputies began blowing air horns and yelling at the zebra to scare it away, but it continued to charge toward them and the victim's family members. They told the deputies not to turn their backs on the zebra since that was when it would attack and gave them permission to put down the zebra if necessary. A deputy then fatally shot the zebra in the head due to its continued aggressive behavior. God, man, I hate that. The zebra had already shown aggression. And speaking, and we want to treat... Okay. This zebra was already given... A lot more leeway than we would any black man, is what the police said. And we decided that we would have to take down the zebra. Now, normally, this is not a decision that we took lightly. Shooting an animal that's being aggressive is a very, very difficult thing to do. Typically, we only want to shoot black people in the back of the head when they are obeying our orders. So this was very, very difficult for us, said the police. Some of those words might be true. Again, this all happened in Ohio. No one cares. I just feel bad for the zebra. Jimmy says, wait, the zebra's half black. This is true. 
literally half of it is black. Uh, Maureen says, how about putting down the stupid human? It's not the zebra's fault. I, I don't know if we can do that either. Well, it is an Ohio resident, so. A little bit further down in the article, Kevin Kuypers just pointed this out to me. The um, uh, man who had his arm ripped off, he's already changed his last name to Stubbs. I don't even know why I read that. Fuck you. (laughs) Considering the zebra is half black, Blue State Rob says, Dean, boring Dean must have been the father. Oh, God, something just reminded me of this. Okay. If I can find it. Yep. I uh, saw this story over the weekend, and I uh, I thought of Boring Dean. Boring Dean actually came to mind. I was like, what in the world could Dean have done that would be in your brain? It was this headline. Washington podcaster killed by stalker had major back surgery, limited mobility before ambush. I guess some psycho, uh, liked some podcast and decided, uh, he wanted, uh, he wanted to be involved with the show and, uh, whatever. Hey, I'm doing this for the show. Ended up breaking into this woman's home. Who was a podcaster and uh, killed her. You see, this is why I don't want anybody coming to my house. This is why I have guns everywhere. From shit like this. The man is, uh, I can't even pronounce his last name, a 38-year-old trucker. You see, you know, that's a respectable job. My stalker's a horse jacker offer. Uh, he listened to uh, this podcast of, um, what's the person's name? Zora Sadegi. Zora Sadegi had uh, uh, wrote in an application for an order of protection. Um I am fearful about my ability to respond to a crisis from this person. So she, he was already on her radar. Okay. And she, uh, she went on her podcast and said, Hey, I'm concerned about, uh, this dude. And everybody, uh, said, no, no, it's fine. It's okay that he comes to your house and visits you and drops by unannounced and acts like a fucking creep. Uh, you're just overreacting. Uh, began sending flowers and gifts, showing up at the home uninvited. This sounds this sounds remarkably similar, doesn't it? To shit that I've had to go through. One day, the guy flipped out and decided he's going to go kill her. And he did. Killed her and killed her husband. And then he turned the gun on himself. She blocked his number, but he would continue to try to reach out to her. 
He would call the friends of the podcaster, uh, attempting to establish contact that way. At one point, the stalker called uh, the chick's husband. Somehow got his number while they were in bed and demanded that he put his wife on the phone. Days before the murders, the suspect parked in front of the podcaster's mailbox and waited in his car to get some type of weird reaction from the podcast host. The dude was charged with stalking and harassment a week before police say he broke into the couple's home near Seattle and killed them and himself on Friday. This is why I do what I do. And then because I did that, all those pieces of shit who are just like him. Oh, you're crazy. You're an asshole. You lied to our ears. I've got fat tits. My teeth have rotted out because of meth. You suck a big black dick because I know you want to. I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Unbelievable. Chris says, sounds familiar. Rob says, you can't water the garden too much. Aram says, remember that time a couple of Zaniacs dropped by when one was visiting and you were so happy to see them? I do. I do remember that. Chris says, it was all for the show. Sad truth, Blue State Rob. They were all hoping they would see one or both of your daughters. Oh, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's all fucked up. All all fucked up. Who cut the cheese says Jacker Offer OMG. All right. In the community where I live, Forest Hills Schools is up. Okay. There's a lot of culture things going on and it involves, um, it's this whole thing about uh, books in schools. Remember, I live near where they had a couple of books that the subject matter was about transgender transgender people and gay people. And there was the one about the, tr- the, uh, the graphic novel that used the term vag slime. It's called Gender Queer. And it was, oh my God, it was ridiculous. The book was ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, I don't have a problem with the book being in a library, but everybody here freaked out. And then they stopped funding the library because of the book. So now the library is going to close in a year. It's, oh my God. It's the way of the world. So um, schools don't like, especially where I live in MAGA um, Central, They don't like books that have any type of uh, content that's graphic because they think that it's pornography for the kids. And while it is, some of it is graphic, um, you know, at which point are we going to start to, um, I guess 
the educators might be like, well, these are young adults and these are young adult themes and this is a reality. So, you know, these books are there. And in particular, some of them uh, cater to some of the students who would be gay or transgender. That's a reality. And so now the books are being eliminated and, you know, add another notch to the discrimination uh, for gay people and transgender people. It's just, you know, it's just one more thing that makes them feel like shit. Uh, Forest Hills announced recently that um, there's going to be a new way that they're like policing their books. They sent out some type of, uh, if you remember, some type of uh, uh, memo or something or notice that there's going to be like uh, a reviewing process. And it seemed like it was almost like trying to have your cake and eat it too. Like we're going to be taking special care that the right books are on the shelves, but at the same time, we're not banning books and almost seemed like it was getting people ready for something about to happen. And it was kind of like scratching our heads as to what is going on. Now, this is not the school district where my kids went to school, but this is a very real thing happening in in schools all across the land. So um, now though, the TV station Wood TV eight is paying special attention to this school district in particular. And they did a freedom of information act request, which, you know, you can do that. You can do that to find out nine one one phone calls to find out if someone's lying to your ears. You can do that to find this shit out too. Uh, so target eight looked into this because the school district quietly, um, it says here school districts, quiet removal of controversial books reversed. So, they found out that they actually did go and yank these books off the shelf and no one knew about it. And now that it's out, they're like, Oh, ha, oopsie. It starts with a correction. A previous version of this article said the office of instruction administrator acted unilaterally. This is incorrect. The administrator spoke with the superintendent before removing the books. Additionally, a previous version misstated who can now check out the books. They are only available for high school students. So again, these aren't kids, little kids reading about vag slime. These are young adults. Um, So Target 8 learned that the school removed these books, six books from the district libraries without anybody, without the knowledge of staff who oversee the collections. It happened back in June. Forest Hills Public Schools. According to a library weeding log acquired by Target 8 through a Freedom of Information Act request. The, <coughs> excuse me. The log shows an account named Destiny Admin. Destiny Admin deleted six books from on, online collections at the district's high schools and one of its middle schools. Of the hundreds of books they were sub- that were subject to routine weeding in the month of June, only those six 
bore the entry code of Destiny Admin. The superintendent acknowledged Monday an administrator from the district's office of instruction called him and asked if the books were subject to weeding. He said the books were, so the administrator removed them. Now this guy, this Dan Bem, is saying, we would not do that again. He said in an interview with Target 8, we would not have administrators making that decision on their own to weed out a book. He stopped short, however, of calling the summer removal a mistake. All six of the books, uh, gay and lesbian, transgender. Oh, my God. In a letter to parents dated February 16th, Bem addressed allegations the district had banned the books, including one such claim from the National Coalition Against Censorship, which called for an investigation into the actions. He says, no, 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 no. We haven't banned any books. But they did. In June. Um, Bem told targeted administrators reconfirmed the district's elementary students do not have access to mature content. Yeah, nobody cares about that. We know that. However, he told Target 8 it was during that June review that the Office of Instruction came upon the six books available to students at the district's high schools. Um, our materials coordinators, the library staff, were off for the summer, and that's when we noticed a few of these books. The correct thing at that time would have been to have our materials coordinators look at those for weeding or set them aside for when they came back. Instead, Bam acknowledged that a school admin pulled the books. That's not what you're supposed to do. You can't just have an administrator say, oh, these look bad. I'm going to take these off. You can't do it that way. Bem said the admin weeded out the six titles, not due to their controversial content, but because students had not shown interest in them, which is a routine case for removal to make way for other books. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm in ninth or 10th grade and there's a book about vag slime, I'm taking that book out. Bam, uh, Bam also made that claim in the parent letter and said, yeah, these books that, uh, you know, it's because they haven't been checked out in years or in some cases ever, Bam wrote. So these are all transgender, lesbian, gay books. Target 8 asked Bam, well, okay, but can we check the records to de- determine the checkout history of these six books? They said, uh, we can't find it. <laughs> Monday evening, he said he had been, un- had been unable to find that data for those titles. Well, fucking hey, how hard is it? Back in the day, you just open up the inside cover. It's written down. Yeah, but these are online titles. There's no possible way there can be a digital track record of these books. So, yeah, I'm sure they... I've never seen the light of day. No one's read them, so we just got rid of them. Those gay books. Weird. Bam said he'd been relying on anecdotal research he'd done over the last two years. What the fuck does that mean? 
which show the books about which parents compl- uh, which parents complain the most were rarely checked out by students. As if there's a parent saying, hey, you guys got to do something. Why? These gay books haven't been checked out. You better get rid of them. Like that happened. Whatever their prior checkout history, the six are now available. They're back. Weird. It's almost like someone started to shine a light on it and you, you know, I don't know, went back and covered your tracks so that you wouldn't look like a bunch of fucking bigoted fuckheads that you are. Christopher Fanon, executive director of the National Coalition Against Censorship, said BEM's explanation isn't good enough. Of course it's not good enough. He yanked the fucking books without anybody knowing it and hoped no one would notice. And when he got uh, busted, like a bitch, he put him back on the shelf. I don't think that just telling us that six books have been returned is in any way a satisfactory answer, said Fanan in a phone call with Target 8. What we said from our first letter on is that we thought and we still think that the school board needs to conduct a thorough investigation of what has happened and verify how many books were taken out and return them to the libraries until such time that they can be reviewed according to the reconsideration policy. Now, let's make no mistake on this. The reason why this is happening is because bigots don't like people. They don't like dudes who put dicks in their mouth or chicks that put their mouths on vaginas. That's the problem. Or change their gender. That's the only reason why this is. There are so many fucking uh, uh, backwoods bigots, even in a rich community like Forest Hills, and that is one of the wealthiest communities in the entire state of Michigan. These rich fucking bigots are uh, uh, setting the stage for uh, uh, all of these activities. Wow. Superintendent Bem said the district is working to build a system through which parents can restrict their child's access. Yes, I remember he was like, uh, he made a big deal on his getting out in front of it letter that uh, we're putting the power in the parents. They can uh, go over a checklist of books that their kids can and can't read. And that's a little wonky. Um, You know, at some point, you got to stop being a helicopter parent and let your kids find their own way for fuck's sake. Fucking asshole. But, all right. But you're also, it appears, according to this, that you did, in fact, wipe out some books, and then your tail was between your legs, and you put the books back on the shelf, and uh, now here's what you get. Bam says books have sort of been weaponized for the last couple of years with schools. We want to make sure what we want to make sure is parents are making decisions for their own children and that parents aren't making decisions for other children. And quite frankly, we as school educators don't want to, this is the guy who's in charge of the 
uh, school that just yanked six books off the shelf and then put them back on. You absolutely made decisions for everybody with removing those books. So quit telling me uh, one thing and doing the other. All you need to say is, this is hypothetically what we should be hearing. Yes, everyone here hates gays. So we yanked the books. And we put them back when we got caught. I'd have more respect for you if you just said that. You fucking moron. Jesus. Stop being a helicopter parent, says the guy who calls the shop to see if they're open since his daughter asked him. Shut up. All right, you might be right on that one. Just trying to help. Maureen says, I bet they had to buy new copies because the old ones were destroyed. And they threw Destiny Admin under the bus. Chris says those records were also sent out for cleaning. Amy refers to these people as liars. This upsets Stevie greatly. Stevie says this is not how it works. It should go through collection development, which is a team of librarians. They decide not admin. Yeah, exactly. All right. So that's what's up. I got one more story for you. It's about our friends at Ottawa Impact. I am fingers crossed that I can get the audio and the video for you. Uh, Today's show, when it comes to me getting the audio and video to you, is kind of like my version of the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones. That's that's how disastrous it's been up to this point. But I'm going to try to finish strong. There's still plenty of show left here. And uh, I got to put that behind me. And we're moving forward now. This is like a little pep talk for me, you know? Okay. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, Okay, so here you are. You're renting a home. You want your own home. You're a first-time you would be a first-time home buyer. You have no idea what the hell you're doing. Perfect. I have just the thing for you. Reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Mario will help you every step of the way, answer all your questions that you feel are dumb. You know, you're like, hey, I, I don't want this to be... He didn't care. Okay. Um, that first mortgage, he realizes that a lot of these first time home buyers, they're buying their starter home. So you might get a mortgage for 
not a big amount of money. Not every mortgage person wants to work with you if you're not spending a lot of money. They don't make as much money. Not Mario. He takes the extra care to make sure that you have all the information you need because he knows full well that your first mortgage is a temporary mortgage and you're going to get another mortgage down the road. And he wants to be that person, him and his staff. This is available for you. Get in a mortgage from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage anywhere in the U.S. with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Call Mario at 231-332-6505. Whether you're getting your first mortgage, your 10th mortgage, you're refinancing, you're getting some money out of your home to pay off a credit card bill or install a pool in your backyard with Jenison Pool and Spa Depot uh, or whatever. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. 30, 30, excuse me. <coughs> okay. Uh, by the way, before I um, get to this, I have a dry erase marker. I, I got four new ones. Yes. Victories. Little victories. Um, batting last in the order, the Kent County Health Department. Get those little ones vaccinated. Hold on. Update. Queen of the forest. She says, I have a pinched sciatic. Well, she says all signs point to a pinched sciatic. That is great. Well, I mean, I'm, I, w- I thought it was going to be like cancer or something like that. Um, so she has a doctor's appointment today. That is very, very good. Bear with me. Something just popped into my brain that I have to take care of this second. Yo, yo, period. Can we do 11 a.m.? Question mark. Sometimes I have to do more than one thing while I'm doing the show. Sorry, Dale. Dale, I have to send a message to Dale. Okay, hang on. Yo, yo, can we do 11 a.m.? So if that's the case got a pinched sciatic nerve that's the type of thing that i don't think it's a great idea to be out walking around want to talk about playing hurt she plays hurt no i gotta go i gotta go be uh uh, the the para pro now i'm guessing that you know one of the teachers looked it up on webmd or something like that She's uh, self-diagnosing, which is sometimes a problem. I don't even, when I get sick, I don't even bother doing that. You know, because I'm always afraid that I'll see something that is not correct. And then all of a sudden I'm having an anxiety attack. 
where was I? Kent County Health Department. Thank you so much. Reach out to them for um, vaccines for the little ones. 616-632-7200 for the Kent County Health Department. Website, accesskent.com slash health. Love them so much. Thank you. Uh, you can get all of the vaccinations for the little ones. Measles, mumps, rubella, pertussis, whooping cough, meningitis, cervical cancer vaccine. Any type of vaccinations if you're traveling overseas for little or no cost, depending on your financial status, your financial situation. Accesskent.com slash health. Pinch sciatic nerve. Stevie says, I had to have an MRI for the diagnosis. Chiropractor fixed it over the course of about two months. God. Audio, check. Video, check. Wait a minute. There we go. Audio check, video check. You're seeing it. I'm seeing it. This guy right here from Ottawa County was one of the dudes that was uh, put in charge because of the support from Ottawa Impact. Jacob Bonima. So the Ottawa Impact Group, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, that's the county I live in. Bunch of people got together formed a political action committee, raised a bunch of money. Uh, all the hillbillies gave them money to um, help support candidates that they wanted to put in for the county commission and school boards. So all these fucking anti-mask, anti-vax, uh, Trump won, people who stormed the Capitol are now running the, the, the commission, the Ottawa County Commission, <coughs> including this guy. But... They've become such uh, so non-transparent, which is one of the reasons why he wanted to, uh, he liked them. He wanted their support was their transparency. Now he's saying, I don't want anything to do with you because you're not transparent, but he still works with them now. So now he's like gone rogue. The commissioner endorsed by Ottawa Impact said today that he's leaving the conservative group that has taken over county government. Jacob Bonema is the first commissioner to formally split from the group since taking office. News 8's Byron Tollefson sat down with him about why he... Oh, I love Byron. ...what he wants to change. Brian and Sue, Commissioner Jacob Bonema says he's had a number of problems with how Ottawa Impact has run county government, starting with the first meeting of the year. So you want to raise your right hand for me? When Ottawa Impact took over the County Board of Commissioners on January 3rd, Commissioner Jacob Bonima says he was blindsided. And I was led to believe that that was not going to happen on January 3. So trust was broken from the beginning. When that day, the group, led by Chairman Joe Moss, got rid of the county administrator and top health officer and eliminated the diversity, equity, and inclusion department, Bonima says he missed them. <laughs> Look at the dog meeting because he was on family vacation and was told that no major actions were going to be taken. What was done? I mean, what was your reaction when you found out about it? Shock. Yeah, because that's not how I think transparent governance works. Bonima first met Moss over dinner in summer of 2021. Impressed with what is it about Moss? What is it about his face that makes it so punchable?
Is it the fact that the chin goes down to the Adam's apple with a huge amount of fat? I hope I don't look like that. With how Moss took action after his children's school was shut down for violating mask mandates. I was uh, really impressed that he was willing to actually do something. He says Moss asked him to run for county commissioner last spring. He signed the Ottawa Impact contract, resonating with the conservative values and a change in direction. We campaigned together over the summer for transparency and good governance and allowing accessibility to the government the way that uh, we thought would improve it. But Bonima says Ottawa Impact has fallen short of that vision. I've asked them to submit to the process of good governance, of transparency, and I keep believing that that's going to change. But even in tomorrow's meeting, uh, at the end of the agenda... Which is going on right now. They've now removed the commissioner comments section so that commissioners like myself no longer have an opportunity to actually ask questions of administration like they traditionally have for years. In late February, he had enough. That's when Ottawa Impact Commissioners changed a resolution passed by the previous board that made Adeline Hambly the county's top health officer. Hambly has sued the board for trying to oust her, and Bonma says the vote was meant to deflect the lawsuit. They're revising a prior commission's vote. Uh, I, I didn't like that at all. I spoke out uh, heavily against that, and I felt like that really crossed the line. And um, I would say that was the final straw for me. Bonima now joins a group of five commissioners not affiliated with Ottawa Impact. The three and Okay, so this is these are the five that have nothing to do with them, and these are the lunatics. Incumbents plus Rebecca Curran, who tells News Age she left Ottawa Impact before the election and never took campaign money. Bonima's mind was made up on Thursday. When he told Ottawa Impact corporate counsel, he was splitting from the group. The next day, the group emailed him saying it would not provide any support for his campaign without providing a reason. I truly believe that how you do things can overshadow what you're trying to accomplish. So they're like, yeah, we're not helping you now. We're not giving you any money. And that's what's happening. Bonima says he hasn't changed his... This is the type of thing that, you know, you need a lot of money to make an impact. That's why they call it Ottawa Impact, I guess, you know... Um, Billboards, support materials, volunteer, uh, paying volunteers to, uh, I guess they're not volunteers, paying people to canvas for you and shit like that. Can you imagine if you had someone who uh, wasn't in lockstep with them, but, you know, was a billionaire and just wanted to fuck with them and spent all the money in the world on campaigns just to fuck with them? Core beliefs. He still firmly supports conservatives. I love that fantasy. Values, But he left because he says it's time to stand up for transparency. Today is me putting a stake in the ground to say this is important. You know, our conservative values are important, but how we achieve them is important. We emailed Joe Moss and showed up at his business in Jenison to get his side of the story. He did not respond and no one came to the door. The commissioners will meet again tomorrow morning. We'll be there and have the latest. Oh, yeah. I am so happy that they're following up on these things. Oh, God, do I love this. Uh, Maureen says, too bad the good guys are still outnumbered on the board six to five. Aram, 
Doesn't even have a dog in the fight. Lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Says these people are such idiots. Turning back the clock to a very ignorant period in history. He also adds, hopefully it won't take too long to correct all these malicious modifications to the structure structure of the county government. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right. Fresh phone. Yes, that's the name of Joe Moss's business. Fresh phone. What the fuck? Um, the devil within describes Joe Moss as looking like a broken condom. That's that's fucking beautiful. I love that. All right. Uh, this is not the first time that uh, our pal Joe Moss has won the asshole of the day. Congratulations. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Uh, Runner-up is your old pal Eric Zane for inability to execute a technically sound show. Yeah. Flush it. It's gone. It's over. No reason to get mad about it. Uh, Aram says, what about the guy who killed the zebra? The zebra killer is also an asshole of the day, too, I think. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, I've been waiting for this. This is my Ted Nugent moment. Holy shit. Okay, folks. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Um, Actually, I'm playing uh, trivia with Dale and Steve closer to 11. All right. I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.